All right, welcome back to another episode here in sunny SoCal with my father staring again into his eyes. Gosh, gosh, I just love the way these feel in person. <laughs> we'll have to we'll, the the remote ones are still going to be a thing, but when we get a chance to do them in person, a your microphone sounds way better because it's it's my microphone. It's all about the microphone. Well, it's, it's not about the eyes. It's about just who- admit it. It's all about sound quality for you. <laughs> Listen, it's purely a production play at this point. <laughs> I want to plug the meditation seat you're on right now. You've been sitting on that all weekend, the Lotus Ledge. And oh, I love it so much. Thank you for bringing it. Yeah, I, um, I have it at home and meditate on it every day. And I couldn't drag it down to Southern California. And you pull it out of your car. I'm like, yes. You know, it's funny. I only brought one, and uh, and it's working. It's We're sharing work- it. Well, you're on it right now. I'm on this little like cushion, but I'm jealous. I'm looking at you, and I'm like, God, you look so peaceful. Want to switch places? No, this is good. this is good. I think we got we're dialed. Let's take our big ceremonial inhale. You ready? <coughs> okay. Say it again. Three, two, one. <sighs> Okay, so today we're talking about neuroplasticity and awareness. Why don't you explain some people may not know what neuroplasticity means? Okay, so here's my understanding of neuroplasticity, and then you can tell me if it's right or not. But basically, the brain forms these pathways. The more we do something one way, we build neural pathways that are like strengthened pathways from point A to point B. So it can be anything from like when someone screams at me, my response is to like go into a fear state because that's my neural pathway. Or it can be like, you know, when I smell warm brownies in the kitchen, I drool because I know that. Is that one a neural? Everything that happens outside of you creates a neural pathway. And this, what's a neural pathway? It's a bunch of neurons in your brain that light up together. Mm. Let's think about it that way. A bunch of little dots, billions of them, billions. I think there's more dots in your brain. There are more neurons in your brain than I think sand in the world, sand grains what? in the world. It's crazy, like something like that. So there's a lot. <laughs> there's multi-billions of them, and they all light together. So let's say a dog barks outside. You don't see it, but you know it's a dog bark. Mm. How do you know it's a dog bark? Because there's a... Uh, a bunch of neurons that light together and gives you this knowing from your past experiences, this is a dog barking, mm. right? So everything that happens, you smell a certain dish, you hear a sound, you you feel the wind. I mean, every sense that we have give you some sort of an information and that lights up some, some group of neurons in your brain. We call them neuropaths, right? So, so they light together. They all like together with it's a flash. Yeah, exactly. But think about it. So that's true for senses, but also true for behavior stuff. People yell, you know, relationships. It's all lights certain things up. It's, yeah, you're, it's, you, when you're around conflict, you tense up because of blah, blah, blah. But so neuroplasticity is your brain's ability to change. And the reason why that's relevant for this podcast, the themes that we talk about, is because in therapy, we're basically trying to better understand ourselves so we can change our behaviors and be more aligned with like who we really are instead of this like so so i'm gonna make it a little more solid okay in our young age certain things that happen to us create core beliefs those core beliefs light up a structure of neurons in our brain and it's very deep Mm. those keep lining up again and again again now i want you to know the more they light up the deeper 
the connection between them. They get is, really strong. They get really strong, right? Think about it like a plow plowing the ground, and there's a groove that gets created in the ground. The more they light up, the deeper the groove is. If life is rain and situations are rain, the it's the water is going to go to the deeper. Places, yeah, I right? heard like if it's uh, if you're at the top of a little mound of snow, like fresh powder, and you have a sled, and you go down, and then you run back up, and you go down. By the end of the day, there's going to be these like etched out pathways, Correct. and every time you go down from point A to point B, there's like six different ones you can go because right. you've just been like using the same ones over and over. Exactly. The plasticity is the ability for the brain to actually change from those core beliefs into new beliefs, okay? So there is a new neuron structure that gets created. So there's another slide way. That, it's not a way to slide down the hill. A new way that may be not much, much easier. You don't, get, you don't fall in the end. You don't bump your head every time. You don't feel injured every time. This time it's much smoother, okay? We find a much easier way down the hill. It's not as violent as mm. before, right? So... Somebody's screaming right away. You go into a, you know, this from your past. Someone screaming in the house was very violent. Maybe you will get um, yelled at. Maybe your one of your siblings got yelled at. Maybe by your parents. Parents fighting a lot. Yeah, yeah. and that puts you in a very stressful place. And the belief is life is not safe. You know, when someone screams, I get uh, life is not safe. Therapy help you actually come to a place where you make sense of it and you understand your story. And you creating a new way of being around a stressful environment where someone's yelling, your boss is yelling, you're not squealing right away going to that fight or flight, scary, I'm going to die place as a child. Because for a child, parents screaming is, I'm going to die. Yeah. And you go, I'm okay. I'm good. I can go downhill differently. I can actually deal with it. It's not taking me to that dark hole. So that's what I wanted to talk about in this podcast is like when you think about neuroplasticity, it takes years to form these neural pathways, this way your brain operates. And so when you go to therapy, you're bringing awareness to what the tendency is like, oh, this happens and then I react like this. That's just step one to me. That's like the awareness part where you're understanding, oh, this is the story. But changing the neuroplasticity is the long haul. That's the, to me, like the hard part where every day, you're working at reprogramming new pathways. I love when you say reprogramming. That's kind of easier people to understand. There's an old program that was uploaded into your brain by your childhood and your early experiences in life. Let me tell you, they actually never leave. It's not that you're erasing them. Oh, really? They're always going to be there. Huh. So it's not a neuroplasticity erasing the old way. It just forms new. It's forming a new structure in mm. your brain. So now maybe you have another way of going down that hill and 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 you start using that now think about like my example of plowing right mm -hmm. you have the new structure oh i don't have to get scared here i can actually be okay here the more you do that the more you go in a new way the deeper you make in those groups yeah lose using the other one less will actually make it a little more shallow yeah but it will always be there mm. if you high stress situation you, you may revert you to the first one back. right yeah but think about it if you went to that place 100% of the time and now you go into 20% of the time, it changes your life tremendously, right. right? And like you said, you open up two pathways and, and that's a weird moment. I remember in some of my therapy work when I would leave old behaviors, old neural pathways, start forming new ones. There's this in-between moment where you're like, oh, wow, I'm like not here or there. I have both. And these things come up and you, and you have to make that decision in the moment. And so this is a decision thing. So it's actually slowing things down. 
most neuropaths are very, very fast. It's happening within a split second. Yeah, so you don't reaction. have a decision place. So practicing the other way of being, like meditation, for example. Why is meditation so important? You love to, to speak about meditation. Because you give yourself space in that moment so that you're not in reacting, right? Like Exactly. What's happening is that Meditation gives you the space between that reaction, the action and reaction. So it's not an impulse that you have no control over. You have like a second to You're think. You're teaching like, your brain. Oh. The, the neuroplasticity of meditation is teaching your brain to slow down mm -hmm. and rest and come down and go a little slower. Spaciousness. Your nose is not against the screen. If the life is a screen of TV, you actually now have three or four feet away from the screen. So that those three feet give you that possibility and ability to react differently yeah it gives you that opportunity to make exactly. a different decision evaluate you're not as reactive they say meditation makes you less reactive reactive being something happens and you have no control over your reaction so exactly. meditation is that practice of like and meditation huh. is one of the meditation is one of the biggest most important ways for us to create the neuroplasticity of the brain because we are so reactive as, as humans and we're so automatic that it's something very unusual for the brain to actually slow down, slow down the thought process, slow down the reaction process, just teaching the brain to calm down. So if every morning we're taking a lesson of teaching the brain to calm down, it's a muscle, right? We're teaching the muscle to do these things differently. We have another thing in our toolbox, another great tool in our toolbox, not to be so reactive. There's a bit of a delay. Imagine like a ball gets thrown at you and you have an extra split second to catch it. Yeah. Okay, so it, you can like get a hit in the face with it, or you can move and let it slide by you. But that's why they say meditation increases the brain's neuroplasticity. It's it's a way, and this that's a key to this episode. Meditation increases the brain's ability for neuroplasticity. Why is that important? Because in therapy, when you're going to therapy and you're trying to better understand yourself and you uncover stuff, again, to me, that is like the awareness piece. That is just like identifying these things that can make you closer to like a life you want going and practicing them every day is that's the work that's like the work we always talk about is like okay i've seen this thing this is how i respond to certain situations and now i go about my life with this new awareness and i have the ability every day to change the way i respond and make it more aligned with a life i want to live i don't want to be angry all the time i don't want to yell at strangers when they cut me off okay now I know why I get angry. When those moments pop up, I have that space because I have a daily meditation practice. My neuroplasticity is ripe for improvement, for change. And I have the ability every day to practice shifting over to this new way of being in the world. There's a theory that we have ourself, our pure, authentic self. And when things happen in our childhood, it breaks up to a fragmented self. There's, a, there's something breaks inside of us. And now there's this fragmented piece of us running the show what meditation will help you help you do is not go into the fragmented you that reactionary but more into the authentic you and realize that that's actually not who i want to be that's mm. not that's just a protective piece of me that I was your i want to be protective i want to be authentic it was an interface that your authentic self like basically created to preserve to protect yourself correct from for pain. survival from pain you were like, pain. you were this authentic version of yourself. Something happened when you were growing up. You got scared. You created this version of yourself that would help you survive in life. Avoid pain. Avoid pain. It's what it's about. Avoid pain. You created this version of yourself that would help you avoid pain. And then we just take that with us through the years. And there comes an age when it stops serving you. And I noticed it in my friend group. For us, it was like around 25. The people who had like 
really, really strong armor created from pretty deep childhood stuff. Like it got them through college and it was fine. But once we graduated and we went into the like adult life and started careers, you could see that some people's armor was really weighing them down. And they had these like moments, these inflection points where it was either like they need to like do some introspective work and kind of pull it apart or their lives, they would suffer. And I noticed it. We were all kind of going through it and like, you feel this too? It's like this armor is getting pretty heavy. Should we do something about this? Living in this not authentic way, it's actually takes a lot of energy every day to manage. You're managing a lot. Mm. So think about it. The system has to is hyper vigilant and it's managing life because there's all these strategic ways about showing up in the mm. world. And that takes a lot of brain power, a lot of energy from you to manage it. And what you really want to do is come from a very relaxed, accepting place, and the system is not afraid. And system is not trying to hmm. avoid pain. And so the energy is conserved and you don't have to like deal with all this, what he's going he's to do, what she's going to say, what he's going to say, situations, this, right. that, how do I show up? There's so much energy that goes on that if you let all those guards go down, your energy is actually so much more calm and mm. you actually preserve you it. You feel that peaceful it's, nature flow in. Yes, you feel peaceful because you don't have to put so much energy into this not anxious, strategic worried. way of surviving yeah. to avoid pain. And this is why I think vulnerability has been kind of the inner thread of our conversation today. What is being vulnerable? Is being like, letting those guards down and being okay with whatever happens. That's vulnerability. Like you are not guarded. Yeah. Those Being guarded is very difficult it takes a lot of energy it's very scary why we call it vulnerable because you're fully exposed yeah but it's very very powerful because if you're very self-secure you know who you are you know everything about yourself you know how to come back to yourself you can let those guards down and realize there's nothing out there to hurt you mm -hmm. and if there's something there to hurt you let it come through and you deal with it but kind of keeping those guards up constantly that's so much more difficult and you live your life with such a scared, dark little place. But you see it manifest in like people's energy levels throughout the day. There's so much more fatigue, emotional stress. Why do you think people use coffee all the time? Yeah, coffee, alcohol, chronic disease, it, like it all catches up with you. Your body is in exactly. sympathetic mode, right? So exactly. you're like super tense and tight. Your hormones are imbalanced. Your nervous system is on overdrive. That's the price behind giving those guards up. Yeah. Like there's actually lack of well-being. So letting those guards down, the body's going to a state of well-being, which is so much more relaxed. Come, you enjoy life. You go for a walk. You actually walk slower. Mm -hmm. You see the flowers. You hear the birds. Mm -hmm. You're more present. You're more in touch you're with your like, senses. You're not like, okay, who's going to attack me? Who's going to get me? Yeah. Well, I think I think about it like this. You're way more in tune with your senses and you're experiencing like what's going on in the world, in your world, in that moment, instead of being like super caught in thought about all these stories that we tell ourselves with friends and work and how we're going to end up broken alone and all these fears that we have in society. You're like, oh, I... I don't need to worry about that. I can be present. My senses are all open. I'm okay. I'm okay. It's really like that simple. Yeah. I'm okay exactly where I'm at. And to be so okay, we're really so much more okay than we think. Mm -hmm. I would say most of us have roof over our heads, especially if you listen to this podcast and you're not hungry. You have roof over your head and you're not hungry. You sleep in a dry safe bed your basic needs are covered we are not aware of how fortunate and grateful we should be about our life our life is actually pretty good we are okay we are safe and we are okay the rest of it is stories 
It's a lot of stories, a lot of stuff from our past, a lot of social stuff, and on and on. But if you really can connect to how safe you are and how great you're actually doing, I think your life will become much easier. It's easier said than done, but I'm telling you there's definitely hope and there's definitely a place where you can come to that realization. And that all starts with focusing on that day-to-day practice of slowly changing the neuroplasticity in your brain or using the neuroplasticity in your brain to make the changes that you want to make in order to get to a version of your life that you want to live because it's all possible. It just takes granular work, granular work every single day. So let me try to sum up this episode. Basically, we talked about neuroplasticity and how it's the ability for our brain to change and reprogram new behaviors, new ways to be, new ways to act, new ways to think, especially after going to therapy and realizing that some of the old ways that we show up in this world were created to protect us when we were really young and fragile. We don't need those protective mechanisms anymore as much. You know, when we get older, it's an opportunity for us to like look at our old programming and update it to, okay, now I know I have all this wisdom about life. This is the life I want to live. This is who I want to be. But it takes daily practice. It takes daily practice showing up a little different every day, closer to the way that you want to present yourself, to the way that you want to show up in this world. Rambling a little bit, rambling a little bit here. Anything to add before we close out? I'm not going to ramble more. (laughs) No more rambling. Hopefully this was enough to change your neuroplasticity or inspire some change in your neuroplasticity. And if not, listen to this episode again. Give us a second shot. <laughs> Keep listening. Keep listening. To change your neuroplasticity. Yeah, if you just put this on loop while you sleep, our numbers will go up a ton. And your neuroplasticity is definitely going to change. <laughs> for the better of the You're world. You're going to hate us. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you back here at the end of the week for this week's meditation. Bye-bye.